Hey everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate fast and furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we're watching the Fast and Furious movies a quarter hour at a time. I'm Zach Bassetta, here with... I like how you paused. Vito Lapicola, I'm a writer, producer, director. Well, I never know if I should like introduce you guys or just like let us say the. It was, I, that was the worst. I used to do improv, and that was the worst like yes and ever because you pointed at me, and I was like, oh, no. He but. was using a method called yes and insecure. Yes, exactly. Yes and maybe. <laughs> and uh, with us as always, of course, Anthony Ray Bench. I do stuff for Film Threat. He does stuff for Film Threat. <laughs> See, he answered immediately, which is what I should have done. But we're going to keep that in. We're going to fix it in post. That's the world of podcasting. <laughs> and we, we have no, we aren't. That's my job, <laughs> and I'm lazy. Someone will fix it in post, we're stick, we're or we're not. Sticking with it, unfortunately. More than likely, you'll get a five-second strange pause in there, and you won't care because it's podcasting. Yeah, podcast magic. I've heard people fart on podcasts, and they don't cut it out. That's true. Why would they? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like podcasting. Before we get too far into fart anecdotes, I want to let everyone know that we have a very special guest with us today. uh, Tamar Catan. Yeah. Comedian. Winner of the World Series of Comedy, yeah. several USO tours. I mean, like this guy's done everything you can do as a comic. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Tell us so a thanks little for bit coming. About succeed. Yeah. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but the hard road. And I, I knew Tamar back when we were both starting out uh, doing comedy, and Tamar stuck with it, and I, I started doing other things. Yeah, you and you got into podcasting. I did, and here yeah. we are today. And uh, I'd like to thank Tamar for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm have you seen uh, these movies? You've seen the fa- Fast and Furious. Movies? I have. I've been a big fan because you know I'm an Egyptian kid, and there's not a lot of movies where a guy that looks like me is a, is a hero. Which I think speaks to a lot of why these movies are so popular, like we talked about before, like the the multi-ethnic group and, you know, like, yeah, just especially in 2001, you didn't see that sort of thing. Totally. He could be anything. Mm -hmm. If if (laughs) Vin Diesel was a yogurt flavor, he'd be swirl. (laughs) (laughs) A little of both. (laughs) So add your own topping. (laughs) We are uh, into, right at an hour into the first movie. And uh, just to catch everyone up, uh, Brian has got himself in with Dom's crew. Uh, he's deep undercover. He's trying to play it cool, but he's frustrated. Can't get a cigarette. He doesn't know who's doing the hijackings, but he's got a date with Mia, and so things are going okay. Yeah, yeah. the lovely Mia. Yes, the lovely Jordana Brewster. Remember, if he Brewster. breaks Mia's heart, Dom is going to break his neck. It's not going to happen. So there's got to be happen. some tension in Brian's smooth world. So we're still we're at the very end of the, the date well with Brian and Mia. Apparently, this scene was written the day of by Robert Cohen because the scene as written the script wasn't working. So oh, it's interesting. Kind of interesting. Okay. Because I think the scene actually works pretty well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Well, first of all, this chunk after this little dinner sequence is pure action. We're, sexual action, <laughs> car action, it's going to be crazy totally, action. right? So, there's so, a lot of boning going on. Yeah, there's it was little, like the male version of romance. Yeah. Right. right. Like, oh, we're sitting at dinner, and girls are like, oh, I like this. And all of a sudden, it's like action car bang, scene bang, and bang, violence. Bang. Yeah, she, wa- she wants to drive him home, but she does it like a maniac. Like, well, yeah. she, says, she says, do you want to go for a ride? It's so innocent. Yeah. And then it cuts to this car going, bah, rah, Yeah, but she's like, ha, 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 like giggling like a yeah, maniac. She's totally just getting, but getting she totally made like a sexual innuendo, remember? That's true, yeah. It's Kind of, it'd be kind of nice to come first sometimes. Yeah. That's right. Isn't that that's what right. you yeah. said? She yeah, says, yeah, yeah. She said something like, like being friends with your brother is like second. Uh, yeah, you're you're I'm here first. For you. She goes, yeah, it's good to come first sometimes. Yeah. And she looks at him, and then there's this awkward moment, and she's like, because Paul do you Walker doesn't know what to ride? do. Yeah. And of course, do you want to go for a ride is also sexual innuendo. Totally. Right? There's Which so is many. exactly what they do at, yeah. uh, at Brian's uh, auto shop bedroom. 
well, we see them. It's right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a double entendre. <laughs> well, that, right. that was something that I, that I noticed, you know, upon this fifth or sixth viewing is like, Brian lives at the at the actual at the auto parts, shop yeah, at yeah, Pet Edge. It's, it's kind of like taking a girl to Best Buy and she's like you have keys and you're like yeah live <laughs> no, upstairs it's gotta like, be a violation of the health code totally I don't know if they have health code though to add a, at one of those but it's gotta be a violation of something I mean It'd be awesome. he literally you can if you're walking past the place while it's closed and you look through the window you could see, see him totally. asleep could well, you imagine? I wonder if the store influenced his like moves. Like she walks out naked, and he's like, "What weight oil do you prefer? <laughs> Twenty weight?" She's like, "We're doing anal. Ten W forty, please." Is there any way we can use Nas as lube? <laughs> oh God, we've got plenty. There's so much more Nas in this next fifteen minutes that is not even funny. So well, true. It, it is interesting though. So like he's undercover. Like he's undercover working for Harry at his auto shop. Was was the room part of the deal? I don't like. It almost seems like why is he staying there? As part of his undercover, I, I think the movie was so low budget that, that was just they that ran out of someone, options. Like the producer was like, "Hey, uh, why don't we just have him sleep in the back?" Uh, you know what I mean? It's very Sanford and Sons. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird, but it lends kind of a reality to the character. You yeah, know what I mean? Because I like, so. if he had a really great apartment and he was just some dude who just showed up out of like from another city, I, I don't think it would have made sense. But you know, it like, does kind of support the whole thing with like Harry not wanting to get rid of Brian, even though Dom earlier in the movie had said like, you got to get rid of this guy. And so, yeah, maybe the fact that he's living there, he can portray him as like, I got to keep this guy around, you know? Yeah. Anyway. It's, uh, yeah. I think they went a little overboard on his car obsession. Like, I get that he likes cars, but he looked like Rain Man liking cars. <laughs> right, you know, right. Like, everywhere. I want to live in an automotive store. Every poster on my wall is a car. <laughs> <laughs> or Nas. The first Nas. time I masturbated was into a muffler. Like, it's, <laughs> it's too much. You got to get ingratiated into the street culture, you know? The street racing culture. It's, you got to be committed. Literally blow a muffler? A muffler. Yeah. Is that yeah, what happened? Exactly. His, his toilet bowl, like, he opens up, it's like a trunk in a car. <laughs> <laughs> he poops in a Yugo. Did you know this in the bathroom? There's a Yugo that he poops in. He sleeps in one of those convertible beds. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, an actual, it's like a yeah. race car. It's I'm a so race car. Of those beds bed. oh, kid. Dude, me too. Yeah. Dude, she must really like him. If, oh yeah. Oh, if yeah. he if he lives in an auto parts well, shop. Well, all she's had up till now is Vince have sex with him. Yeah. She's like, had Vince hitting on him. Like this is like a breath of fresh air for her. Dude, I, I, yeah. That's yeah. true. So I, I just they found it. It's very obvious. She's like, what's your lucky number? He's like, cars. <laughs> like, what? What's your favorite color? <laughs> Driving. Well, here's, well you, just, you, just, <laughs> you just said, said post coitus, but it's a secret. We don't know that he has slept with her yet. We are presuming There's because this they are both naked. Reveal. No, but you don't see her. See, that's the mastery oh, of, the, right. the, of the shot. Is we see Brian asleep in bed. Like the, the camera rings. basically yep. dollies through the shop. And then you're like, why is there a bed in the shop? And then you're like, why is Brian asleep in the bed? Yeah. And then his phone rings. You don't see Mia until after he takes the call, which yeah. is part of like the That's subversion right. of the scene. Totally, it's like when I, you open up those children's books and then the book pops up. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah, a exactly. boobies. <laughs> what kind of this children's books book. are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, because he gets the call, right? So I'm, I'm assuming Tanner, you were about yeah, to say from his that. boss, yeah. because they've decided they're going to move on Johnny Tran because Bilkins yeah. is tired of waiting. He needs yeah. this He's case been solved tired immediately of since the first scene. Yes. Every time we see him, that poor actor's like, "So what do I have to work with in the scene?" Uh, you are tired of waiting. Got it. Got Very it. Frustrated. By the way, you can't say Johnny <laughs> Tran anymore. He's Johnny Transgender. That's right. That's right. We're going to be politically correct here on this show. <laughs> He's John, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gender Fluid. Start as Johnny Tranny. Johnny no, L- no, no, no. Not Johnny Tranny. LGBT. Z-S. LGBT. And Brian is Cis O'Connor. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so they get, he gets a phone call from uh, Ted Levine, his boss, uh, yeah. Sergeant Tanner, who tells him they're going to move on Tran and basically says, if you're okay with this, say yes. And he just fucked Mia, so he's like, wants to get out of the conversation as quickly as possible. But there's also, th- here's something that, that's really creepy that I just realized. They must be watching him. There's a, he has to have cops tailing him because the way that Tanner says that, I, I wrote the line down, it literally is, if you agree, just say yes. So they know he mm. has someone in the room with him. Or just which assuming is really creepy, he which could. means they're probably recording him banging me. You're probably right. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Yeah, so, <laughs> but here's the thing Homeboy is so smooth, he says, okay. And he he jump starts a joint task force police raid and then goes right back to banging his girl. Well, he no, literally she, first she like, says yes. She says who is it? She lie, he lies to her and then they start making out. Yeah, he's like yeah. it was the wrong number. But yeah. then but then and it's the most awkward makeout scene I've it ever is. seen. It's, it's like so, forty five seconds long. Yeah. Even when I was alone and watching it, I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like, took my penis and I'm like, stop looking. Yeah, <laughs> I bent him away. the other way. <laughs> It Flick makes it. you wonder because because we heard that uh, that in real life Paul Walker had a crush on her. Uh, I, wonder filming, if, yeah. I wonder if he was like talking to the director, like let the just ca- let the camera just keep rolling. <laughs> We're gonna have yeah. to do this one again. Awkward. Take two. Yeah. yeah, it's like a Windy City Heat moment. <laughs> just keep the fucking camera rolling. And let me do what I do. Imagine if she heard that. How uncomfortable would that be for her to do her job? She had to have been right? uncomfortable. It'd yeah. be as if my proctologist heard that I thought he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> right before he examined me and he's like oh, this is gonna be a little weird <laughs> I don't know if you're clinching up or you're really enjoying my company <laughs> the color like ID like a, says LAPD Brian <laughs> it's like a hug for your finger <laughs> so there there's there's a montage following this are you guys married now what, what are you sounds like you, you proposed I mean it's like oh. is it Woo. supposed to make a pop sound when your doctor pulls his finger out of you there it is. <laughs> like like a fine champagne. I'm like, sorry, doctor, I'm a virgin. <laughs> I was There, a anyway. <laughs> I was. Yeah. All right, so there's a montage of the FBI raiding Johnny Tran, intercut with Dom and Letty getting it on. Yeah. This in is, the garage. That yeah. was hot. Dude, yeah, there's, yeah. This, it is interesting to note, I did write in my notes, Godfather montage. Yeah. It's not as masterful. But they well, did but there's no subversion. I mean, like they are intercutting, but well, there's that's not. That's why I said it's not as masterful. Right. But they did the Godfather montage, where it's cutting between two or three sequences, trying to make them all match with the intensity. Well, because they've got the SWAT team going for Johnny Tran's house. Right. Brian is involved, but he's got the mask on, so no one involved would see him. Yeah. And at the same time, but his baby Dom blues are still getting poking down. Out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He lifts her up, by Dom, the way. Dom by lifts her, her butt. By her butt. Yeah. He lifts strong. her up by her butt, which is both sexy and yet probably very uncomfortable. Yeah. She definitely has a wedgie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he opened her up the other way like a pistachio nut. <laughs> <laughs> I almost saw We're a nut coming get... out. <laughs> oh, and during the montage, also Cousin Lance gets uh, choke slammed at the mall by yeah, a cop. Dude, I, I made yeah. note of this, too. That is an Arimi Nage move from Aikido. Oh really? Believe it or not, yeah. There is a. It's a move popularized by Steven Seagal in his movies. Uh. If you notice, when people like come at him, they kick at him or they they punch. Instead of getting out of the way like a traditional Aikido move, you move in with your arm outstretched and you take them down with like your open fingers. You crack right in the neck. I thought it was an Andre it's the Giant. Totally Iriminaga. Yeah, it is. And it is a, yeah, an Andre yeah, yeah. the Giant move. <laughs> Stop rhyming. <laughs> Dude, so uh, that was a really good Andre. The, uh, by the way, did you guys also know this? I did not know this. Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez apparently were really dating during the making of this movie. So that scene, I think I heard that real. Yeah, yeah. he well, did. Didn't know they were filmed like a beginner, though. 
he grabbed her butt the the way like I grabbed a girl's butt in eighth grade. You know it what I mean? Was, it was like a he awkward. went down and then he like paused. There was a yeah. pause and then he went in like a anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the yeah. It was bizarre. Thing. I don't a know. I kind bit, of yeah. admired it and it's yeah. and its awkwardness. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I mean? But, uh, so uh, Johnny gets taken out by the cops, and uh, there's a part where uh, one of his relatives, I, I assume his father, you know, like slaps him for bringing this disgrace onto the family. Apparently, yeah. director Rob Bowen just grabbed too. an extra. Right. Very, backhand is different than he forehand. Backhands him like it's very yes. emasculating to get yes. his backhanded. It's more yeah, fancy. In front of people. backhanded yeah. in front of your family, that pretty much means you're a nobody. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's disowned at this point. But, dude, did you guys notice... Johnny Tran's family is pretty wealthy. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that was interesting about the juxtaposition between him and Dom is the also difference. Also pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, they because Dom definitely <laughs> they're crazy rich, rich Asians. Asians. <laughs> it's the prequel to the movie. <laughs> so, yes. so Johnny Tran gets exonerated later on. Uh, do you think his father apologized to him? <laughs> I am so sorry that I backhanded you at the house. Yes. You were innocent. And those VCRs were meant for everyone. Cancel in the, the Harry Carry. You don't have to kill yourself. Uh, that would be Japan and not China, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. As if my as Asian if my, studies. As if my horrible Asian accent wasn't the racist part of the uh, of the. Well, I, I also wanted to point out, like, there's just this look between Tanner and Brian as they're leaving Johnny Tran's house that I really like, just as a subtle little like. Because I don't think Brian was ever convinced, you know, that they should have done this. Yes, and I'm glad. Like, I don't well, think Tanner was either. Though. No. I'm glad you guys mentioned racism because if there is any <laughs> racism, it's how Asian those cars look. Yes. Like yeah. if those oh, yeah. cars were Asian people, I'd be this is the most racist movie. <laughs> like those cars look like they could do my dry cleaning. They're so foreign. <laughs> it's almost racist. There, there were only two Comes American cars. Happy, <laughs> right? Jesus. Well, Dom's we're dad's get so car. Much mail from this. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, so uh, Brian's character arc as he goes from being into foreign cars right. to being into American muscle. Yeah. Did you were saying interesting. his character arc was getting a happy ending? No, it is weird. There are only two American cars in the entire film. All of the other cars are Japanese imports. Interesting. Because yes. they're so colorful, I think, maybe. Yeah. Because Jinx, hey. Yomi, Coke. Well, you know, hey. it, is, it is weird that you mention that, too. I, I did some reading from last week to this week. They actually had people whose homes were in the background shots paint their houses duller so that the cars popped out better. That's true. Nowadays, we just fix here. it in post. That's right. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, they just in, they in Photoshop. Asked, they paid the people to to paint their homes a duller color for shots, so wow. the cars popped out. They were around uh, Dom's house, and wow. so they wanted the cars to really pop in like these very colorful cars. Interesting. And just paint the houses sort of like this white beige. Wow. It's, it's kind of like if you guys are fans of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the scene where he goes to meet Salah in, uh, I think it's in Egypt, right? Yeah, Is Cairo. It in Egypt or Cairo? Cairo okay. Yeah. So they're in Cairo. They went and literally had the film crew go to every single home in that entire city and remove their antennas wow. off of their roofs to get that shot because there weren't antennas in 1936. Wow. Would have been an anachronism. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, nowadays you just CG them out. That's it right. Taken two minutes. Yeah. That's so, so interesting that they made the houses be dull just so that the cars could look better. It's as if the cars were a bride and the homes were bridesmaids. And yes. they're like, here, wear this shitty dress yeah. so that I can look pretty. <laughs> right. It's a big ass. Why do I have to wear the ugly yeah. dress? Yeah, it's, it's like a movie Because it's not Becky. your day. It's yeah. not your day, Vito. <laughs> so afterwards, we're, we're back in the uh, real world FBI house. And uh, Bilkins is on his phone with his superior. You know he's on the phone with his superior because he's just saying yeah over and over. And it turns out that those DVD players that they saw in Johnny Tran's garage were legally purchased. Yes. The six no hundred DVD players. That there were looked, like five. That looked there were like, like contraband. Five. Why why okay, if you bought DVD players for your family, why would you be like, 
Let's store them here Dude, in the garage for two weeks. Christmas. We, and how I mean, many babies do you have? True. Six. What are you, Mormon? <laughs> who has six? Who has six? Large family. Six hundred DVDs. Table. He's got yeah, like six crazy, cousins, though. eight sisters. You know. Mm. Yeah, that is true. That was a very large extended. That's family. way too big of a family. How many DVDs? Yeah. That's way too. At least it wasn't six hundred. He's blue- not a. He's not a very creative gift giver. He gets the same thing for everyone. And they he's were kind of new back then, though. Remember, they were. It was a new thing. It was cool. From VCR to DVD, because I mean, I am pretty convinced that the boxes at the beginning of the movie in the truck are VCRs and they yes. call them DVD players later oh, because it's, yeah. it was that soon after DVD players kind of became a thing yeah. you can imagine the producers like no one's ever going to notice <laughs> exactly yeah. no one's ever going to go back and like rewatch this movie yeah. so. that's what's funny about using technology in a film and then hoping that the film stays timeless like it could become kitschy but like technology is a real marker Totally. Yeah. You can't pretend it was any other time when it's like... Oh, one of my yep. favorite examples of that is in Men in Black, uh-huh. where uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character, I can't remember, was he... It was Mr. J or K or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about, like, the Sony mini discs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. Well, that's awesome. I love stuff like that. I think like they sent yeah. mini discs out for, like, record, yeah. uh, like, like record release things, and people were like, whoop. And just threw him away and never yeah. used them. Yeah. So the FBI agent blames Brian for this bad intelligence, even though they kind of forced them. He forced them into it. You know, they like Brian said he was waiting for harder evidence, but they went after Johnny anyway. And now Bilkins wants he had, he gives Brian thirty six hours to crack the case. Can I ask you? Yeah, has there been any movie after the fifties where the main character's name was Johnny? Like every time you say Johnny this or Johnny that, I'm like, it's very it's, Johnny it's, it's guitar. A guy on a motorcycle. It's, a, it's a guy on a motorcycle. It's yeah. a 50s. Yeah. He's wearing, he's got a box of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. Johnny be good. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's so many bad Johnny boy Danger. Johnny. Totally. I just think totally. of Johnny Cage. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that's yeah. true. Mortal yep. Kombat fan. And Johnny Blaze from, from Ghost Rider. That's very you know, true. Though, I always wanted to have that name. By the way, that Bilkins says, because it's so mega douchey, Brian's like, so you're going to pin this on me? And he goes, I can pin this on whoever I want to. It's perk of the job. Yeah. And you're just like, that's not how the FBI works. I, I do have a question for anyone out there. If there's a listener out there who's in law enforcement, why is Bilkins in such a fucking hurry to get this case? Why? I if think it's a script device. They had to make investigation. Give urgency. Like, why do you need, you guys dropped the ball on 9-11, no offense. You guys want to crack the DVD fucking oh thing now? Let's let's uh, let's put our priorities in order, guys. It's true. And there's a really nice it's scene because of that terrible act of terrorism that I'm no longer able to buy a Porsche. As an sure. Arab, I can't buy anything named a 911. Oh my <laughs> like, god! <laughs> it used cold? to be my dream car. Now I'm like, well, could you imagine as a Middle Eastern person and people are like, oh, nice Porsche. Which one is that? I'm like, none of your business. <laughs> it's the it's the 10, Porsche 911. It's the 1012. <laughs> exactly. The 911. <laughs> it's the most recent model. <laughs> Dude, uh, there, there is though. I did want to point something very interesting out about the safe house and the symbolism in this home. Uh-huh. You notice the first time that we see it in the movie, it's when they're like starting the investigation. It's just bustling with people. There's like 50 people running around. They're getting lots of interesting. Everything's really amazing. Yeah. The next time they bring him in, there's a smaller contingency of people. It's a skeleton yeah. crew. It's like yeah. a skeleton crew. This time, the only people that are in the room are Brian, Tanner, and Bilkins. It's shot at night. Muse it's isn't even there. isolating. Yeah, like each of the shots, most of the people, when you see them, they're solo in the in the frame. So in a weird way, this strange B-movie does an amazing job in the way they shot the it. investigation is getting less funding. Show, yeah. yeah, that... that, that the support is falling apart, that everybody's kind of like isolating themselves and they're kind of alone. I thought that was pretty interesting. Which about lends that motivation scene. to why Bilkins might be, you know, feel under 
pressure to get this figured out. Yeah. Uh, and there's a really nice scene with Tanner and Brian afterwards where it's just a scene with Tanner kind of saying, it's Dom. You know, it's always been Dominic. You know, I think you are getting a little too close and, and you want to, uh, you know, you like me and everything, but we should really investigate Dom. But he does it in a way that really works for the character and gives their background as a boss employee it's relationship. Like father son. Exactly, thing. exactly. Yeah. And, they, and he has that Whereas great a, a lesser line. actor might have played it more angry, you know? Yeah, and he, he has this line where he goes, There's all kinds of family, Brian. That's a choice you'll have to make. That didn't sound, it sounded more like Robert Mitchum than anything. But he says that's a choice you'll have to make. And it's like a fatherly tone, but he can yeah. kind of tell that Brian really identifies more with Dom. Yeah. I think he senses at this point he's going to flip and he's going to go the wrong way. In my opinion, that doesn't feel earned. There, there isn't enough showing that he might be compromised. Mm. I, I think there needed to be more. Like we, we you talked mean with about the Mia thing, or even further than that? Even further than that, like his relationship. Yeah, it was with Dom. almost like they if they needed more time to do that. To yeah, it, it would have made mm-hmm. it much more interesting. It, it felt mm-hmm. rushed. I mean, yeah. I think Point Break does it perfectly, where you do kind of almost believe that Johnny Utah is compromised, yeah. that he might run off with. Yeah, Bodie. you're right. Well, and it's almost like he's not compromised in the sense that maybe his cover is blown, but he's compromised in the sense that he's too close to his targets. You yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. I actually have a theory that it, that his cover is blown, and that Toretto knows about it, and it's in the next scene. Okay, it's funny that, that was that Johnny Utah. Was another about. Johnny. That's right. Yeah, yeah. a lot of Johnnies. Arguably the best Johnny. Arguably, I yeah, movie. I think you're right. More so than Johnny Mnemonic. You know, in Mexico, his name would <laughs> yes. have been Yanni, <laughs> which sounds disturbingly Greek. So Tanner like convinces terrible, terrible, music. terrible musician. Yeah. yeah, Tanner convinces Brian that he needs to go after Dom and his crew. And uh, so Brian had his date with Mia. Now he has his date with Dom. And uh, the next day, they go down to uh, PCH. Uh, they're driving the, the souped-up car that Brian had supplied them with, yeah. the 10-second car. I was also wondering, like, where did souped-up become? Is it like a variation of super? Yeah. I think yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Just curious. some earnest mechanic spilled his soup onto a car, and it went faster than any other car before, and the name and just stuck. The name just well, stuck. Well, the 90s soup really soup was really cool. It reminds me of a Fraser Smith joke. Sure, absolutely. And they, yeah, they had in, the, in that community in the 90s, there was like a soup that made you aggressive. Well, that Seinfeld protein, episode, Soup, soup Nazi, Nazi, came out, yeah, so it's just on people's minds. Yeah. Back then, soup was powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. But souped up is an older phrase. It's got, it's got a 50s connotation to it, I yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, to me, maybe it's... Uh, yeah, it's cars all souped up, see? And they yeah. get into a race everybody. with some night at the Roxbury goofball driving a Ferrari. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of interesting. Well, here's, here's the fun fact. That was producer Neil Moritz, ah. who was the driver of the Ferrari. He might be the most 2001 thing in the entire movie. That That's guy. true. Dude, the, the dialogue in that scene is so great. Paul Walker says, nice car. What's the retail on one of those? And the guy, <laughs> the the guy has yeah. the worst 90s slash 2000s like, like dialogue. He's like, more than you could afford, pal. It's a Ferrari. No, no, he doesn't say it's a Ferrari. He says Ferrari. It's okay, so a Ferrari. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, that's a classic LA hospitality. Like, first of all, why do you have to point out it's a fucking Ferrari? Because yeah. he wants yeah. everyone to know. Everyone knows it's. I know, but that's so LA douchey. Of it's course, a, it's a Ferrari. I couldn't read the back. Yeah, I couldn't tell when I pulled up behind you and asked you about what it costs. <laughs> I love walking past guys like that and and popping their bubbles with a needle. Like when I was a kid in Newport Beach, there was a guy with a Ferrari pulled up in front of this place called TK. Burger. It's like a famous, it was like right when Turkey Burgers first came out. And he was sitting out there and it was a really nice Ferrari. 
and he, and you could see him like showing off and like practically sitting in the car and I walked by and I'm like wow that's a killer kit car <laughs> and then I just kept walking and then he goes it's not a kid car it's a Ferrari that's fucking hilarious it's like the modern day excuse me do you have any gray poupon yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the idea of like taking somebody down a notch like it's a brand new car and you're like yeah. is that a 1998 yeah. no it's a 2018 yeah. you, you this is the coolest looking Miata so I've bad. ever seen but yeah you get you get their their small penis to reveal itself totally as yeah. they as they explain. I guess I should uh, mention we are recording at the Hollywood Arclight again so if you hear any any oh, background yeah, yeah. noise it's, nice. uh, it's simply uh, Hollywood Society because that's right that's what's going on we're in, we're in the coolest Listen to uh, this theater famous in LA sounds, and we're rubbing elbows us. with uh, you know Hollywood elite I don't know why they have us sitting this close but uh, I feel like a bunch of uh, Scientology spies are staring at us <laughs> yes we're going to be being, recruited yeah I was going to say they're doing the tests on us right now the yeah. personality that's tests that's exactly they're like, are and, they speaking to Zenu without permission wealthy enough to join <laughs> exactly yeah. so they, they smoke the, the Ferrari guy he says smoke them they drive super fast down some highway. I think it was PCH. It's PCH. I think it was, oh, it's still PCH. Okay. Right, right, right. It's totally. still PCH. Because of their destination. Yeah. Because they wind up at Nep- Neptune's Net in Malibu, which uh, I believe that is, we've all been to at least once, right? Yeah, that's I've a real... I've only been to it in Grand Theft Auto Five. Sure, I sure. killed a lot of bikers. Mm. I've Dude. been there in real life. I know it's funny because we're we're all like I've eaten there. The shrimp tacos are great. You know, he's like I've fucking killed seven people in the in the building. And <laughs> seven tried seventeen, sir. Seventeen, but like yeah, Neptune's uh, Neptune's okay. net is a real place in Malibu, yeah. uh, located along the PCH. So it's see, really the delicious. movie does follow continuity. When um, I was a kid, I used to work at a Greek restaurant. And I had such curly hair that when my hair ended up in food, it looked like pubes. <laughs> so Neptune's net was what they forced me to wear when I washed dishes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to keep my curly hairs out of the keep, <laughs> keep the crabs at bay. They're like, what are those pubes? He's like, no, it's a stressed out teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian is sitting there eating shrimp with Dom, and uh, Brian tells Dom that he knows he must have some sort of side job yeah. to be able to afford all the the stuff he's put into his cars, and he wants in on it because yeah. I think that Brian doesn't know for sure that Dom is involved with the hijackings, but he's yeah. desperate. I love moments like that in movies yeah. where some guy is basically, it's almost like playing gambling and putting your chips all in. Yes. They're That's going, exactly I know you I know you got this thing and I know by asking that I don't even have a choice to say no. I'm telling you, I know you have it and I want in. And it's, exactly. it's like you're either in or you're going to get shot in the exactly. head tonight on the way back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun too because there's that great line too that Dom has where he goes, don't lose that cool of yours. It's your meal ticket. Right, which which cool. is and Brian immediately jumps on that line in order to bring up like, hey, I can't even pay for the dinner we're having right now. Yeah, I need money, and I know you have something going on. Yeah. So it's, I love it that you really refer to fish tacos as dinner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're it's eternally college age. It's a snack, bro. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> dinner to me. Okay, so this is this is this brings up my point from earlier I where I think tacos. that Brian is. It, okay, so I feel at this juncture, there's the moment where Dom says, okay, and he hands him something out of his shirt. He goes, what is this? And he goes, it's your direction. What is it? It's directions to race wars. Yeah, it's your direction to race wars. So I, I feel that at this critical moment, I think that Dom has figured out that he is falling for Mia and that he's compromised enough that he's not going to take him down. When he finds out that he's a bad guy, but you're thinking that, he's basing this off of what Vince said, or he's found something else that's I th- tipping I him off. I think that he, I think Dom has known all along that Brian is a cop. He's, that's that's they, a because lot, they set pretty him generous. Up. No, mm-hmm. hang up, hang on though, because they set him up as kind of like a genius. In the later movies, he's always like five steps ahead of everybody. Sure, he, he went with Vince 
I think he's been testing Brian the entire time. He basically puts him through things to see where his loyalties lie. Mm. He knows that Brian is in love with his sister, though. That's the key. I, d- I know that he well, think he knows that that's real. And that's that would support why that feels... conversation they have when they're working on that car right before he shows him his dad's car and he's like asking yeah. him this question. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think that he knows that that Brian's a cop, but he doesn't care because a he's mm. never going to go go back to jail again. He's already established that, and he says he basically knows that he's in love with Mia, so he knows that he'll let him go at least, or is going to turn the other way. If we go with your theory, which I'm not 100 percent convinced on, it's always good to have a cop in the back pocket. Uh, right. That's There's not a bad your motivation. Right. Yes. Sure. Um, We've all got cops in our back pockets right now. I only put cops in my back pockets when I'm ready to fart. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I'm a fan of NWA, and that's the way I'll always be. <laughs> you know, like because when when Dom tried to get uh, Brian fired from Harry's and wasn't able to, that could presumably have been the beginning of like, well, that's weird. You yeah, know? You, Harry well, always does. You what also I to think do. Harry could have been like, look. Here's what's really going on. On on the secret, he's a fucking cop, okay? Just keep buying my shit, please. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) You keep me in business, Dom. I I live above him in the back of the store. (laughs) That's right. That's my room. I gave him. I'm sleeping at the back. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sleeping in my car. So, in uh, the shop. Yeah. Dom tells Brian they'll talk after his performance at Race Wars. Uh, and cut to Race Wars. Uh, race it, Wars. <laughs> it's we finally get to this yeah, horribly titled race. And it's being it, it's set at a military a closed military base, yeah. apparently, which is bizarre. Yeah. It's super bizarre. How do you like how do you even get access to that space? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like there's a, the a part day. later right, on in right. the series where we find out that Race Wars was created by Dom and Letty. How did they get this? You know, right, it just right. makes no and sense. And by the way, a race and a war are two completely different things. Very right. much so. Like, what is it? Right. It's like having chicken juice. <laughs> like, which, which, what? Is it a solid or a liquid? You can't have both, yes. You can't have both. It's not a grape or a nut. Yeah. The, Thank uh, you. <laughs> did you guys know that this movie was almost entitled Race Wars? Which no way. I, I no. can't see them getting... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I cannot see them getting to eight films and possibly... Race ten Wars films. 8. Ra- two, two Race, Two Wars. You know what I mean? Well, like, did you know that that's, not that's, that's the title yeah. of uh, Trump's next campaign? Oh. <laughs> it makes sense. We're going to race, race to the White House. <laughs> his, his next winning campaign? Yeah. No. Exactly. The, uh, there, there's uh, another weird thing. They brought in real racers. Every single yes. person in that scene... With it's the like spring break actors, with cars. We're like real, yeah. They brought in real racers, which is so great. It added so much more authenticity. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. And how it many, really does. I wonder how many, how many real races happened while they were like cut. Yeah, we need to shoot. Right, yeah. <laughs> People like guys, stop racing. We got to yeah, film. We have totally. to. We have to film your race. You know what it feels like. Have you guys ever seen those prison shows where like? A guy's institutionalized. He's been in jail for so long, and then he gets out, does some real world things, and then goes back in jail and does his version of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like guys who go back in jail and then they start to rap in jail, but they've <laughs> learned on the outside. I feel like a guy got out of jail and watched his first rom com, and then came back into jail and then made a man rom com. And this is it. That's what this is. It's like cars totally makes and fighting yeah. and cops and robbers and but it's a love story. Right, that's right. That's right. It really is. It's There's a love, a man story, with love cars. story. Yeah. There's this lingering shot of a woman like in a like straight up like late '90s, early 2000s thong that was straight yes. out of the thong. Totally. Song. Oh, that's 2001, yeah. baby. Yeah. That is totally. That, yeah, it's it's totally. I, I put in the notes obligatory butt and wet T-shirt shots in case we forget that this <laughs> was an early 2000 movie. I miss yeah. the word thong, dude. Yeah, yeah. I used and, to call. 
flip flops thongs. Yeah. That was a yeah. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just like a normal not as sexy. thong, like yeah. the nineties, two thousand thong where they were so high. Yeah. And it looked just like part so of the painful. sexy part was that you could see it because you're not supposed to see yeah. it. You know, you know the thongs back then were so even. high that you, if you smelled a girl's bikini bottom, you could smell an ovary. Sure. That's yeah. how deep they went. <laughs> yeah. You can, you I, can you pet can smell it. Deep I think you're going to have a baby. Thong is your thong <laughs> you're ovulating. There goes the I female audience. <laughs> no, I'm practically female. Don't forget so that. We so get, we get two races here. Uh, the first one is uh, Letty versus this Rasta man, this sexist kind of douchebag. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, he gets beat by Letty because she has Nas and I guess he doesn't. So yeah. well that's that's the one of the funny things I, I I wrote down the line where she goes, he says you could you could bet me money or or he says you could or bet that me your sweet pink ass. Or that sweet ass. <laughs> and she says, You want ass? Why don't you hit Hollywood Boulevard? And I was like, wait a minute. It's a great How bird. easy is it to get ass on Hollywood Boulevard? In I was just there last night. <laughs> and all I got was extra fries on my like with my burger <laughs> at fucking Johnny Rockets. Like, exactly. There are no prostitutes anywhere. Hollywood's so along much nicer now. Like, like yeah. how do you get how do you get ass along Hollywood? Well, this Boulevard? was 18, 19 years ago. It's like all cosplayers. Well, they live like among us. They live it's among true. us. It's like when people said there were there were no gay people in the seventies. Right, like right. no, they were there. You yeah, just yeah. didn't have gay dar. We have like, to wear I, special I, sunglasses I have to see well, no, them. The, the fucked up thing is actually my my cousin uh, had had a. A, a gay like best friend when she was growing up, you know. Yeah. And we all knew that he was gay, but he had to keep it like super on the down. Sure. Like like everybody knew it, but yeah. nobody kind of like talked about it or even gave a shit. Mm-hmm. You, you know? knew and my now dad. It no, becomes just an issue. It's what <laughs> I said. You knew my dad. Oh, God. <laughs> but but the prostitutes. I mean, they still got to make a living. How are they getting word out there that they are on Hollywood? In fact, Boulevard? prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, all uh, social it's, media. <laughs> you don't there, follow them on Facebook. No, I mean I this mean, in a totally sexual way. It's word of mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Sing. That's why you do the jokes. These are the jokes, folks. Trust so me. next, Jesse decides to race some guy and puts his pinks. The pink slip to his dad's car up. Yeah. His dad's in jail, but Jesse thinks if he beats this guy, who's just driving a Honda Civic? Yeah. Right. He'll then have his own car to race with his dad when he gets out of jail. But Here's it's a weird question. Why does why is his father's car a Volkswagen and Jetta, Jetta? And why is that so important? I don't yeah. know. Like I'm not a car guy. Jetta for like three thousand dollars used. Yeah. Down but it's, the it's got ten thousand dollars worth of equipment under but the hood. Why does Dito? his dad have that shit? Why not? They Jetta. haven't established that his dad is like a racer, have they? Yeah. He's a criminal. That's all I know. Yeah, he's in jail. He's in jail. Yeah, he's yeah. in jail. And so he gets up to uh, the starting line, and it turns out that the guy jo- Jesse is racing is Johnny Tran. Right. Brian sees him, tells him to get out of the race, but Jesse is way too tweaked out to notice. Yeah, he's like, he's probably got at least $100,000. <laughs> yeah, and Jesse's like, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally gear. tweaked out. It's like the worst idea in the history of <laughs> crackhead ideas. Uh. Because like when he shows up for the race, he, he literally is like, hey, Jesse. And Jesse's like, yep, got to pat my dad's car, got to put it all in. He's like totally tweaking out. Uh. And he's like, not in the proper headspace to the point where, is it Johnny who's in the car? Who's the guy that, oh, that pulls this car? Yeah. Leon gets out and he's like, "Don't forget your visualization." Yeah, visualize the man. win. Visualize you know, the win. And I'm like, you know, what's an interesting line is when the kid hit the nitrous, and then the guy goes, "Too soon, Johnny." Yeah, yeah. Right, and so he, when he said "Too soon, Johnny," was like, "I'm going to own your dad's car." Right. He's as if he's saying, "I'm now your daddy." <laughs> Oh. He called him Junior. Yeah, Who's yeah. your daddy? Too soon, Junior. It's like going, I'm your dad now. <laughs> totally. Which is interesting, yeah, because they both have Nas, right. but I guess it's a timing thing. Yeah, Jesse know. Jesse flips his Nas, and he's like, yeah, I got this, man. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, you know, Johnny Tran is like, 
too soon, Junior. Or and whatever. it was even and him, like it. trying to. Li- it was like a little girl walking in her mom's high heels. It was him <laughs> yeah. in his dad's car, yeah. and the car was too big for him. Right. And he, he couldn't control him it, Junior. Like it's too soon. Not that he hit the nitrous too soon, but the, you're not a man yet. Ooh, double meaning. Called, double meaning. He called yeah. him a boy. You shouldn't even be racing me. Exactly. I'm in a black wife beater tank top. You can't even gas up my car. I'm Johnny fucking And even the way he wore his beanie. I'm crazy rich Asian. Do you see the way he wore his beanie? Like he was a little boy. Yeah, he's he's a total fuck He's definitely the most immature of Dom's crew. I think that's He's He's the Cameron to Dom's Ferris Bueller. Is the best. best. He's like the guy who is just a total fuck up. And much like Cameron, he lost his car at the end. Dude. I gotta ask about this Nas thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I know we we've established none of us know anything about cars, other than that we love these movies, right? Yes. Nas is the end all be all in this first film. Letty uses Nas, she beats the Rasa haired guy. Then Jesse uses his Nas, but then Johnny's like, nope, too soon, and he uses his Nas. Mm-hmm. Like, if nitrous, Nas is right? the it's just nitrous yeah, but oxide. I mean, like, yeah. is that the secret to winning the race? Why nitrous isn't everyone ox- using nitrous it? oxide system? I think they yeah. they treat yeah. it like the mushroom in Mario Kart. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Yeah. It's like NOS ex yeah. machina, right? Yeah. Like you use the NOS and you fucking suddenly you're like. It's like car Viagra. <laughs> exactly. So is it cheating or not? Because it's like not everyone is using NOS, but it's right. like if you have it. But I mean, yeah. if you have. But then if they're putting all this money into these cars, why why not spend the extra 10 grand? Sure. So nothing is illegal in, in illegal car. street racing. So like, that's yeah. also symbolic to life. A mystery. It's not the good guy wins. It's the guy with the most money. That's right. And the most nas. And, and that's nas. why Dom has gas. to steal yeah, electronics. Maybe nas right. is symbolic for something. Like the people that had, maybe the people that had, I wonder if they made like an, nas an, an eyes wide privilege. open decision. Who, who had access to nas and who did it? Right, right. And it, 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 I wonder Ooh. if there was something They were born that. on nas base. Right. <laughs> and thought they... My father is a NOS manufacturer, and this is why I race. I've used nitrous oxide on myself. Yeah? It didn't make me go faster. No. (laughs) It made your life go faster. It made me, it was, I think it's, isn't it laughing gas? I I think so. I I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, nitrous. You know what happens when humans take it? There's a thing called a rabbit hole, and you feel like you, and my friend, the first time I ever did uh, nitrous oxide, it was a gay friend of mine, he goes, here, you got to try it. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, well, you're going to fall in a rabbit hole. And I inhaled it, and I sat back on the couch, and I swear to God, it felt like I fell into the sunken place. Like, wow. I felt, oh, like, I was like, oh! <laughs> and then I sat back up, and I was like, what the hell was that? And, and you looked down, and your friend was sucking your dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to keep falling, bro. Don't pay attention. It's not gay if you didn't want it to happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> Johnny Tran wins. Jesse freaks out and just Keeps it's driving. Just, just, it's just keeps driving. It's like a scene in a bad 80s well, movie. Well, it's childish. Yeah, 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 it's exactly. He doesn't do. stop. They're like, yeah, yeah he just. He's like, he's, oh, God. He's just, he's just, he's still going. Yeah. He's still going. Yeah. And, and then and they get this shot where he's like really far off and then he goes, er, and he turns left. <laughs> and he just keeps going out of shot. And you're yeah. like. And so Tran drives up to where Dom is camped at and is demanding that Dom go get Jesse's car. And Dom has this great line where he goes, he went to the car wash. Yeah, he's like, where's he going? Yeah. He went to go get the car wash. Which is, I mean, again, it's like these silly lines, but just like I believe that someone like Dom could have said that line in a situation like that. I believe that that Vin Diesel is, Vin Diesel is to Dom what, um, who's the girl from Hole that was married to Kurt Cobain? Courtney Love. Courtney Love. Love. When people are like, oh, Courtney Love was an amazing actress. I'm like, really? what did she play? Oh, heroin addict. <laughs> right. So I'm like, was she an actress? Is that acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, be yourself. Action. No, yeah, she yeah, was just yeah. herself. There's so many moments in there where I go, he's not that great of an actor. That's really him. 
He's when you were mentioning he the was way a he bouncer. Punches, yeah, he was like, a bouncer before exactly. he before he became an actor. Well, apparently because yeah. the guy that played Johnny Tran, whose name is, uh, it's uh, you. It's not Rick Johnny Tran in real life. Rick also, Yoon. Rick Yoon, yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty close. Rick Yoon was also like a physical guy, and yeah. they wanted this fight to look real. And so, in fact, uh, one of the security guys who was a stuntman got an elbow to the face uh, during the scene. And yeah. so, like, yeah, it was a real broke his nose, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. You know how they say you eat with your eyes first before you eat the food. Mm-hmm. The d- deliciousness starts with the way you view. I think you fight with words. That's right. First, those were fighting words. You start with your words. Go fetch and that car. That's what he was doing. It was those were his chips and salsa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, here, enjoy these chips and salsa. I'm going to come back with an enchilada to your face. <laughs> A five knuckle enchilada. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because because when when they do like start swinging, I mm. I was like. Vin Diesel, there, there are actors that, that are like action stars sometimes. I, I mean, I know most of the action stars have previous experience, you know, in battle or whatever. But like yeah. Vin Diesel was a bouncer and his, his punches look pretty damn real in that yeah. shot. Like mm-hmm. I could see that he has had someone on the ground. And I was like, trying to, to find the them. part where the security guard gets hit. I don't know if it was an, a, a use shot or not. But like there's a part where... Yeah, Dom is about to rear back, and I think they cut right before it happened because, like, his his follow through and like, yeah, the cut the the punches just look real. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Which we were talking about earlier, the the scene where where Vince and Brian are fighting. I mean, like that kind of had a real intensity well, they, to they, it. They they apparently had a fight choreographer come in and do that that scene, and then those two determined that it wasn't real enough, so they just improvised it when they shot it. Mm-hmm. That's why it looks so real. Like, there's there's people slide, you know, like, they throw a punch and their foot slides you know, weird and stuff. It's because they were coming as close like as you they might could to, in like, a real an fight. actual fight. Yeah. yeah, which, again, I mean, I, I say this on every episode, but, like, that's what elevates this movie from, like, a crappy B-movie to something agree. that's different is because you could tell the people gave a crap about making it. Exactly. You know, what's, you know what's interesting about that too? Just shows you, like, even as a, as a comedian, there's this collective wisdom in the audience where they could just feel when something's authentic. Yeah. Like, have you ever boxed? Uh, I have slightly. I mean, I've taken like two or three lessons. Okay, so it's not really. Important. But for you, yeah. it looked. Real. I've been boxing yeah. since I was eight years old. Yeah. And I saw the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he knows how to throw a punch because there is technique. There's yes. like when you throw a hand, there's a turn at the end, so you get extra extension. You can tell when someone knows how to throw a punch. It's straight yeah. up and down, yep. it's not around like this. Yep. So it's interesting that even as someone who's not like a boxer, you could look at it and be like, That's but I was, I am a former bouncer, mm-hmm. oh, and okay. I noticed. So you've seen no, a lot yeah. of punches. Exactly. I've, well, yeah, I've having the extras all, shit, uh, yeah. having the extras be all street racers, it brings that authenticity. Even if just, standing there. just their reactions. Yeah, being around the cars, you know. Hearing the lines and seeing them react in a such a way where you wouldn't be able to get just like you know fifty guys from central casting yeah. and get that same sort of enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that thing when you're watching something and you look in the background. It's supposed to be a tough guy, and you're like, oh, they took some pretty boy who submitted his headshot and they put a bandana on him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like watching the Warriors that's where you're like, these guys are not. You could tell they're not like real super tough. That's what you know, good gangsters in real life. That pulls you out of the movie. Yeah, it's like remember that scene in Inglorious Bastards where the guy instead of going three the american way he went three it's such a subtle difference where we can identify the difference in each totally that it's like you can't fake it and that's the clever part you know like you can tell when like effort and thought have been put into scenes whereas you watch something like let's just say the remake to point or the yeah the remake to point break it's like you watch that there's no thought or like cleverness it's just like the new poster dude have you seen i've been complaining about it for a month dude have you guys seen the multiple colored ones 
Every uh, oh, it looks like a garden state, today, right? Yeah, yeah. On the on the way here today, I saw four or five of them, and what they do is they just Photoshop because his Hawaiian shirt matches shirt. the background, yeah. right? And like they just Photoshop the same photo and put like blue, yeah. all green, all whatever. It just looks so bad. It's like it's they're terrible. not even trying. But they're not. Yeah. I mean, like you look at Tom Selleck, who was like a tough looking dude, who just happened to be sensitive and intelligent and like an interesting character, yeah. and then they cast like nothing against Jay Hernandez, yeah. but it's not the same kind sure of he's character. A fine actor. If Jay Hernandez got in a fist fight against Magnum P.I.'s mustache, he would lose. <laughs> no contest. No contest. Just Tom w- Selleck's mush- mustache is more ma- has more Well, it was nominated for supporting actors. actual scrotum. It did. It won an Emmy. Yes. Yeah. The and mustache it also, alone. It oh, also, not, yes. many, yeah. not many people know this, his mustache did direct three award-winning episodes of the show. I knew right. it. And a couple of episodes of, uh, I believe, The Sopranos. Yeah, it was really yeah, hard for it to very... get work after the show was over, but... Yeah. Uh, you know who yeah. he named his mustache? No, I didn't. His name is Strong. Strong stash? That's the name. Strong. I thought Just you were strong. joking for a second, but I you're actually joking. telling Oh, I was like, dude, you sold, sold that. You sold that. That's like Tom strong Selleck stash. and his mustache. Yeah, yeah. Strong. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Well, what do you got going on now, Tamar? Anything in particular? Well, I am I am gigging like a maniac. I got you're everywhere. I'm trying, man. Well, I just got back from New York, and in New York, you know, I was doing four to six shows a night. In LA, that's tough to do. So um, I've got a, a new podcast that's going to come out soon. I hope, and then otherwise, I'm I'm doing a lot of writing and auditioning a lot, and fingers crossed on some of those things. There's a a new show that's on Amazon Prime. I can't say anything yet, but I've got all my fingers and toes crossed yeah. for it because it's uh, I'm in the final round of auditions. Awesome. I'm in the final callback for this thing. Dude, amazing. So, Can you say what the podcast is? Uh, well, I had a podcast a long time ago that's still out there called, it was a social experiment. It was called What's Wrong with Tamar Catan, <laughs> where I interviewed five ex-girlfriends I and remember. my mom to yeah. ask them what's wrong with me. And uh, it was pretty good. It made my mom cry Oh no! Uh, on, on microphone. But, There's uh, nothing wrong with you, Tamar. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> little boy. How dare these harlots say these things about oh, you? No, it was quite the opposite. My mom was you were like, such a disappointment. <laughs> my mom came on the podcast after the Why five couldn't you have been born me? a man? You're like, I am a man, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom didn't come on and say they were all wrong. My mom came on and said, are you listening? Like, <laughs> <laughs> to you. Yeah. This is why, so, I don't want you to die alone. <laughs> there, there, there are people who go through like 50, 50 years of therapy and never get better, I'm yeah. assuming you learned a lot about yourself. I really did. did I not really, need a really therapist did. at that point. Was it difficult? Well, I go to therapy. It was it was extremely difficult. Well, to get they, them to come on the show, the, your exes. You know what? I recorded a bunch of phone calls where I, people just hung up on me. And I'm not, I didn't know that I was a bad breaker-upper until I had like five people come on and and I realized that I was doing things like breaking with people over Facebook and I don't think it's working out. And they're like, we had sex yesterday. This is a public post. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's not that this I wasn't... This is a public a, post. I'm not a mean... This is a public post. Yeah. Why'd you write it on my hey, wall? Everybody. That is That is one of those things that I find so strange about social media is there are people like, hey, everybody, I just wanted to let you know, I broke up with Linda today. She was kind of a bitch. And you know, whatever. And you're yeah. like, why are you putting this yeah, on fucking Facebook? And why did Linda just like, like this post? Right. You know? Yeah, it's so weird seeing yeah. that kind of stuff. For I sure. felt like a good guy the whole time. That's the part that blew me away is I thought I was being a good person the mm-hmm. whole time. I thought it was difficult to be with, but I didn't think I was a bad person. But at the end of it, I was like, oh, wow. If I don't pay attention, I'm, my default is to be a bad person by accident. My wow. therapist even said, first thought wrong. Interesting. You know how heavy of a weight that was to bear on my shoulders when he said, you had such a jacked up childhood that your first thought is always wrong. 
So I, I essentially feel like a dog that walks on its hind legs. I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm a person. <laughs> and then at night right. when no one's looking, I get back on all fours and lick my own balls. <laughs> <laughs> Howling at the moon and sadness. You always got something to do, though, you know? I mean, I'm an emotional Tarzan. That's what I am. <laughs> and so the new podcast is going to be kind of a continuation of this? Uh, it's it's going to be uh, about relationships and love and all that stuff because it's something I've struggled with my whole life. I was an only child, and, and now I live with a woman, and, and um, she's super cool, but I, I, I'm... I'm going really introspective, and interestingly enough, I want to do a more masculine examination of relationships, kind of the way this movie does. It's a mm-hmm. masculine version of of romance. I want to do a, a male version of romance. Awesome! And, that and sounds amazing. Thanks. Well, yeah. keep us posted and let us know when he's on it. Because yeah, for got sure. Some horrible stories. You know what, guys? Don't, here's the thing: <laughs> yeah. we've always said boys don't cry. That's a terrible thing. You're essentially yes, it is. boys who don't cry tend to turn into men that don't talk. Right, and that's that's what our problem is. Yeah. Women have the view. If we had a TV show, it'd be called "Shut Up, Bro." Yeah, right, like, right. Don't say anything. <laughs> Shut up, talk. bro. Have another we, drink. Yeah. We did have a male equivalent of the view, and I think like Danny Bonaduce was on it. Mario, it's the Lopez. worst guy. Yeah, Look who they no, put on. no. Yeah. Oh my God! You just reminded me of something, guys. This is true. This is not a joke. You're gonna. Th- everybody out in the audience is gonna think I'm making this up. It is true. Huh. Rob Cohen wanted to cast. The three leads from Saved by the Bell as the leads in the Fast and the Furious. I Get swear to God, here, he dude, wanted Mario. He wanted Mario Lopez wow. to play Dominic Toretto. He wanted Mark Paul Gosselaar to play Brian, Brian and he wanted Screech to, to be play the, the Jesse character. Oh my God, that's I swear to God. Wow. And wow. and the producers of the original Saved by the Bell and the producers of this movie were like. First of all, you're going to taint those characters for everyone. Second of all, it's going to, it's just, that's not a good idea. So he was forced to come up with a different cast and hire unknowns. Well, but it also, wow. there's that story where he was like, he, he had worked with Paul Walker before and he's like, I'm going to put you in a, I'm going to find a project for you and make you famous. So at what point did he decide Paul Walker? should replace Paul, Michael Paul Can we also point out something that Hollywood doesn't learn? Like, this is true. How right. much worse would that movie have been had they not used unknowns? Absolutely. Right. And Hollywood still goes, they, they want to do what's safe. Not That's yep. the problem when art meets business, is that business always does what's safe. And to, to pick people who are already celebrities is a safe bet. And look how much better it was. Dude, Absolutely. do you remember, I think everybody here is old enough to remember when we were kids, animated movies had voice actors. Yeah. Not stars, yeah. right? Yeah. They right. were voice actors who who did those characters. We and have then after no. Aladdin um, came out. It I and and I loved Robin Williams. I'm not whatever, and it's not his fault, but it yeah. ruined it for every other totally. animated film after that yeah. because they saw oh if we get a celebrity they bring this to the table. The, the and name now, yeah. I saw this like this ad for some I think it's called Smallfoot. Oh yeah, and yeah. every Tatum. single Is character. James in yeah, it? every single the character worst. in this movie, including. The pipsqueak character that goes Meow, is like a major superstar. Exactly. It's like give us some fucking unknown voice actors that jobs. specialize in exactly. vocal you performance. Can, you can yeah. pay them a tenth of right. the money. Exactly. There's no Mel celebrities and in 2018. Right. And it's so weird. There was. I know, right? I but watching guy. LeBron James do a cartoon cartoon voice right. was like watching a freaking Michael Jordan play baseball. I'm right. Like, You're garbage at this. Yeah. Just let it. But go. it's my dream. It's what I want to do. Yeah. But fine, but don't get paid for it. You have enough money. <laughs> well, yeah, it's you know, it's take weird, away right? Rolls from us people who think fish tacos are real dinners. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We're, we're all we're all deserving of the same amount of attention, guys. 
I don't care what you guys think. I would love to see a Saved by the Bell, Fast and the Furious shared universe. Well, now, now. I'm yeah. going to go home and write Part that nine. fan fiction. I'm going to write the fuck out of it. I'd love to see a Happy Days Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And the Thrones. Fonzie gets his head chopped off the first episode because, like, he's the guy that everyone no, he says. He goes in there and he says, sit on it. Yeah, sit on it. <laughs> the iron and they throne. put him on a pike. I love it. Yeah. So do you have any uh, social media you want to put out there, Tamalam? Tamar I'm at Tamar Katan on Twitter, Tamar Cat on Instagram, and uh, Tamar Katan every, everywhere else. And the first name is looks like Tamer, T-A-M-E-R, and my last name is Katan, K-A-T-T-A-N. Follow me, come to shows, and uh, yeah, and be my friend. That's two T's. The extra T is for extra Tamar. That's right. That's right. Dude, you you are a funny some bitch, man. Thanks, man. I yeah. So are you guys. I had a blast. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for coming on again, Thanks man. I really appreciate me. it. And uh, Vito, and do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I never I never tweet, but you can find me at Vito Lapicola. I'm also an old man, so I'm on Facebook and not Instagram. <laughs> so you can find me on there. And, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm at this game cheats on Twitter, and uh, check out Film Threat. I'm yeah, writing check stuff it out. for them again. What's this so. game cheats? What, what uh, made you? It's a uh, is there a story? I, I yeah, I was very close with my grandfather, and he loved Pac-Man, oh. and he would sit there and play Pac-Man and just mutter like, "This game's freaking cheating." Oh, that that's is such hilarious. a crazy story. That really so, yeah. is. I'm so glad I asked. That's great. I can nice. almost hear his voice, even though I never met him. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. Dude. And I'm a uh, Zach for real R E E L on Twitter, and uh, if, uh, my Instagram is Baron, but it's Zach underscore with a K. What's Zach for real? What's the story behind it? Uh, well, I guess there is kind of a story. Um, so I was trying to find a, a website for myself back when I was acting, and I just wanted to do ZachBesetta.com. Uh -huh. And someone took all my IMDb information and created a ZachBesetta.com <gasps> that I was not it's affiliated the same with. Theme. His right? grandfather was like, this game cheats, and you're like, this person cheats. <laughs> this person cheats, exactly. How is that? I'm the real Zach. Yeah. And so I tried to, I don't know if it's like an algorithm that was just pulling information, and if and if I had gotten famous, they would have sold it to me or something. Yeah, I yeah. contacted the guy, never heard back, mm. and so uh, when I created my website, it was ZachForReal.com, and so it just translated over to uh, Twitter. That, cool. that would have been strange if the robot you started getting more roles. I know, right? You're like, it's, it's and Zach Bassetta with the Academy Award. It's just this fucking what? robot, this yeah. android. That goes, Thank, Thank you, you so much. And you're like, it's got to be me. Russian, too. It's yeah. not me. Yeah, and it's just me yeah. on the side of the stage, like, drunk, like, that's supposed to be yeah. me. That, sh that should have been me. Took my, my identity in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, everyone. We hope you uh, had a good time and uh, see you again next week, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Whoop, whoop. Same time, same channel. Insane Clown Posse, folks. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>